Welcome to Hormone Health Podcast, brought to you by Georgia Hartman and Chloe Sheehan. This podcast is an extension of Hormone Health Studio, which is our naturopathic clinic based here in Newcastle and online. We're just two naturopaths who love a laugh, coffee, croissants, and conversations about real people with real health concerns. Nothing's off limits. We're here to educate you on what's happening in your body, share emerging research, and debunk buried health misconceptions. So sit back and let us do the talking. Welcome back to another podcast episode with myself, Chloe, and Georgia. Hello, Chloe. How's your week been? It's been good. I rode my bike and I've been out for a run. I'm feeling like I'm feeling motivated actually Thank this you. week. Good. I don't know how long it will last. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Roll with it. And you've had a birthday. I have. Why? <laughs> Just can you tell? <laughs> well, <laughs> only, only because you've been saying it's your birthday week. Okay, stretch of the truth. Uh, but yes, on my calendar, it does say happy birthday, Georgia. I saw you on Tuesday. You're like, birthday week. I was like, okay. It is my one time of the year where I can just do whatever I want. I make the rules. Is that real? <laughs> no, is that not a thing? That's some real boss energy. So when I like ran that red light, you're saying I can't do that in my birthday week? Yeah, maybe. Tell it to the cops. <laughs> You've got a funny story, which you haven't wanted to tell me until we're on the podcast. So I have an authentic laugh. I know it's been really funny because anytime Chloe asks me a question, I'm like, I've actually asked me that on the podcast because I want your laugh to be so genuine because it's so good. And then she says, okay, so what are we talking about? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. And she goes, oh, don't you have a story about something? I, was like, I can't remember. So now I need to, I need to like write it down to You've remember. Got a, yeah. So it's something to do with birthday presents or okay, something? So so yes, you you asked me what Stephen got me for my birthday, and here's the story, right? So it was recently my birthday. <laughs> wow, I would never have known. And I didn't ask for anything, but history tells that Stephen gets me like a massage voucher every birthday, Christmas, Mother's Day. Actually, a bit of a cop out now that one I say it out loud. <laughs> one trip pony. Yes, absolutely, we have that in common. And anyway, so for his birthday this year, because his birthday is in May, I got him a hose, a 30-meter hose for his 30th birthday because we needed one, right? It was like non-kink, retractable, like a good hose. <laughs> Love a non-kink. And anyway, I thought it was a nice, good, practical present because Stephen, he always He's says, a nice and good, practical person. <laughs> nice and good, practical person, that's right. But he always says that if ever he needs anything, he'll just buy it himself, you know, so like he's so hard to buy for. So I got him a hose. Anyway, my birthday rolls around a couple of months later and he didn't even ask me what I wanted. All that happened was that I finished work one day on my birthday. Actually, it was my actual birthday. Oh, no, the day before, the day before. You were actually at work as well on your birthday. I was. Um, but the day before, because we're having a family dinner the day before because it's also my brother's birthday on the 11th. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Stephen said, okay, after work, we have to go and pick up your birthday present. Here I am thinking it's going to be like, chickens or like something something with life in it you know like why do we have to pick it up now like why couldn't he just get it delivered was my thought you know Mm. it must be something really amazing I said okay where are we going and we pulled up at Harvey Norman and I thought okay maybe like maybe somewhere around there well I was thinking no because it was like home center it's like there's nothing else around so it's like maybe we're getting a new lounge or don't need a new lounge maybe it's an outdoor setting we need that maybe it's bar stools for the kitchen bench love that we need those no 
What was it? Beeline to the vacuum section. (laughs) And he found this vacuum that was $194. Yeah. Wow, that's good. (laughs) Not a Dyson, I'm assuming. No, see, okay, here's the context for home appliances is that historically I buy them in that like I choose them, you know, Stephen has no say. I just go and get it and then we've got it. But he said that I'm no longer allowed to make those decisions because the last two appliances I bought were shit. Yeah. One was a heat pump dryer. Have you got one of those? No, we don't have a dryer. Oh, okay. We're old school. We're <laughs> so healthy without your volatile <laughs> organic compounds. Well, we decided we needed a dryer and I was researching the healthiest dryer. And the healthiest dryer is a heat pump dryer because it uses the water from the clothes to generate heat to then dry the clothes versus like the ones that work that (laughs) spit out all these volatile organic compounds. You know what I mean? Anyway, shocking dryer. It takes like hours and hours and hours to dry your clothes. And if your towel is like a little bit damp, it won't dry it because it's not wet enough to generate the heat. You know what I'm talking about? Stephen would hate that. Hates it, hates it. And then, so we don't use it. It's so annoying. And then the second thing I bought was a RoboVac. Mm. I was heavily influenced and I thought, this is going to change my life. Did it? It was $1,100. That changed my life. <laughs> it surely did. The vacuum part is phenomenal. The mop sucks. It's like spray and wipe on the ground. Yeah. Okay. So, so Stephen said from those two choices that I'm not allowed to buy anything anymore. And so anyway, my birthday rolls around and he decides that we need a better vacuum because the problem with a RoboVac too is that you can't go vacuum your car with a RoboVac. Like it's actually not that practical aside from you can turn it on at night when everyone's asleep, which I love and I do. So you got a... (laughs) So you got a vacuum for your birthday. So I got a vacuum for my birthday, but the story doesn't finish there. So it's a $194 vacuum and we get to the checkout and... Is he bartering? No, I am. On text, I was wearing, it was the day before my birthday, right? I was feeling good about myself. I was like, I got my shit together. This is great. I was wearing like boots, like my nice bad boots that I love. Mm. And I was wearing this long black coat. My hair was done nicely. And so it got to the checkout and she goes, it's $194. And I said, what's the best price you can do? That's not like you at all. I know something came over me. I just had all of this confidence. Bad bitch birthday energy. I know. And I could feel Stephen like sigh-eyed me as I asked the question. I'm going, it's $194. What's the best offer? And what happened? What do you, what do you think she got down to? 10% off. She said, the best I can do is 190 And I said, that's great. $4 off. $4 off. And then when we were walking out... Stephen said something along the lines of great job saving $4. I said, Stephen, this is what it's like to be a business owner, right? Like once you hit this phase, I'll teach you everything you need to know, but this is just what comes with the job. Sometimes you have to ask uncomfortable questions. Oh. (laughs) So I got a $190 vacuum. With your $4 off, $4 in your pocket. Mm -hmm. Nice work. Thank you so much. My highlight um, this week, just in case you were wondering. Sorry, yeah, 25 minutes later. <laughs> was I said I've been riding my bike and there's only like one hill on the way to my house. The rest is completely flat. And this hill, it's short but steep. And I have to get out of my like seat and like pedal up. Mm-hmm. The two times I've done it, people have congratulated me when I've got to the top. 
You're and kidding. They're just are it, they standing there waiting? No, no, they're just like walking. And they're the, is this the really sharp yeah, one just over around the, the corner? Yeah, okay. When I was driving that to get here, I yeah, thought I'm oh, like pumping it, and people congratulate me. And they're like, nice work. <laughs> I was like, I'm big, and I'm like, this probably wouldn't happen in Sydney. It's awkward initially because I can't respond because I'm puffing yeah. so much. <laughs> but it's also like neighbors. That is so good. They're like, oh, here comes Chloe. There she is off her seat. Must More, be a steep hill. You know, if we're like making eye contact and I'm really like trying to get up the hill. Do you know where they live? No. 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 That's so funny. Good job. I'm proud of you. And I'm proud of you. Last week you were impressed about your follicles. This week you're impressed at <laughs> your bike efforts. It's good. Did you see my text on my way here where I said OMW? No. Space? Oh, yeah. What was the? Yes. <laughs> What's the other acronym? B, what is it? If I could get my phone. I just, I said to it because I didn't know if you knew what it meant and I only recently learned what it meant. It's B, R, be ready. No? No, hang on. What's, no, it's B, W, A, A, S. Now, I learned this on the Hamish and Andy podcast this week. Yeah. So if anyone doesn't listen to that podcast, you have to because it's so funny. And they were talking about acronyms that, um, Andy was talking about acronyms. Like, I'm talking as if I know these people. <laughs> anyway, B-W-A-A-S stands for big wink and a smile. Oh, really? Are you going to try to make it happen? Well, I just, I, I said, on my way, big wink and a smile. But when I heard it on the podcast, Hamish obviously didn't know what it was. And he was laughing about it and said, try and do a big wink and a smile at the same time. And whenever you do it, you feel like the creepiest Chloe just did it. You feel like the creepiest thing. Like you can't do that in a nice, calm, gentle, welcoming manner. It's always like super creepy or I've just done something really wrong. Big wink and a smile. I get a few weeks winks in. Do you? Yeah, like at least once a week. Where? Around here. I don't know, just being cheeky. <laughs> So in this episode, we have Claire on, our practice manager, who is going to walk us through some health trend myth busts. Common things, I know, mouthful. Common things we see and hear people say in clinical practice and whether we think it's a myth or not. And you know what? To make it fun, I think when Claire mentions something in unison. Pressure buzz. Pretty much. In unison, we will say either myth or truth truth or, i don't know does that make sense depends what the question is i suppose and then we can explain ourselves take it away Claire. Okay, okay so we, the first... we do not call her that <laughs> no chloe does that. chloe does call me that in the office <laughs> she does i don't I bring know the morale. <laughs> anyway the first one celery juice so people may assume that drinking celery juice for various health reasons they get like clear skin or what does it live up to the hype? Myth. Really? Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. Kim Kardashian was drinking a celery juice. Must be true. Must be true. <laughs> she also says that if you get ugly during pregnancy, then it means you must be having a girl. And I got really ugly <laughs> second pregnancy, so she was really right. There. I just think like like celery's out here, just like humble celery, and it's like coming to the, all this fame. What about good old? zucchini and yeah I, I don't know I think it's a I think people love a a one ingredient superfood and I just don't think it lives up to the hype 
Okay, strong opinion. I don't know. I have a, I've got two, uh, three clients like in the last two weeks that do it and love it every day. Every day. Think about it though. Like you're introducing more nutrients from a vegetable. You're feeling when you take on a new sort of habit. You're you're in this sort of active stage or action stage of motivation, and usually that translates to other health things as well. And you're getting more True. hydration. True very hydrating it is (laughs) so you're saying that it's not bad for you but like there's nothing crazy about it I would add in beetroot orange I think with juicing in general right like you don't want to just juice one thing no you want to you want it to be a mix yeah particularly vegetables like more vegetables over fruit for juicing yeah love it okay next one (laughs) next one Okay, fasting, intermittent fasting, what are the potential benefits and risks? Oh, Chloe, I think you and I might have a differing opinion on intermittent fasting. I think for anybody who's got a menstrual cycle, probably not. What if they have insulin resistance and therefore have an irregular cycle or absent ovulation, but it's driven by insulin? I still think that, okay, the reason why I think that is because and. I know that we do have a podcast coming up about this, but people with PCOS tend to have um, dysregulated eating behaviours anyway. Adding in something else, I just feel like it could be, it's just a bit tricky. Mm. I love it for my postmenopausal clients. I love it for my male clients, Mm -hmm. um, but I just find there's a bit too much of a grey area. What's your thoughts? I love it. Yeah? Yeah. And also, I'm someone, if I don't eat, like, by three hours, I get shaky, dizzy, sweaty, clammy. Yeah. But there I... is a difference between fasting and intermittent fasting, isn't there? Well, sure. I mean, we all fast from dinner to breakfast. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all I'll do. But what I really like about it, and I won't ever go further than, like, a 16-8 generally, which means that you eat within an eight-hour window and then fast for 16 hours. I, I won't usually push it more than that in menstruating women because I don't want the effects of the negative effects of their hormones but I love it when there is an insulin component because I just see it works so well to get insulin back down therefore they can shift weight therefore their androgens come back down therefore their ovulation returns and therefore they have a regular cycle yeah actually I spoke to someone just before this podcast about intermittent fasting from an insulin resistant perspective. Mm. I guess some people find it beneficial and other people, you know, we're dealing with the complexities of individual bodies. Yeah, for sure. For sure. There's people out there, hey, that like need to eat otherwise, like you. Yeah, like me. (laughs) You people. That's why you look in my drawer at work. I've got almonds, bliss Whenever I'm hungry, I'm like, hey, Chloe, what would you like? Chickpeas, you name it. (laughs) I'm the same. I can't, if I don't eat breakfast, I'm like shaking. Yeah. Mm. I love that feeling. <laughs> kidding, I'm kidding. Stabilize your blood sugar levels, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> next one. So this brings us on to our next one, which sort of, you know, go well together, but juice cleanses and detox diet, do they really rid the body of toxins? Look, I do think, though, <laughs> I do think, though, that if you give your body an opportunity to detox, and that means more water, more support to liver function, then for sure it'll work. But it'll work just as well as if you did it just with water. What's that if you do like that with juice or like a juice? Whether you're juicing or whether you're just increasing your water intake, both are going to have a really nice detoxifying effect, right? Yeah. 
I think it's a matter of what you put in the juice. Like we said before, if it's all fruit, forget about it. You're just like loading your body up with sugar. Do you mean, Claire, like on its own or with just food? Just a, a juice cleanse or a di- like I know people do a variety of different cleanses. Yeah, like a three-day or a five-day. Yeah, they sometimes day. do a three-day or a five-day or a seven-day. Some have a little bit of food, some don't at all. I've just like I grew up with friends' mums doing like lemon detoxes and like mm. the, those things and I'm just like it's gimmicky and, of course, people are going to feel better if they drop water weight. I don't know. I'm not sold on it yet. Have you ever done like a three-day cleanse, like a juice or soup cleanse? No. Maybe like I if three I. Three-day one recently. Really? And it what wasn't happened? Just, it wasn't just juices. I had like foods as well, but it was like a detoxing <clears throat> one. And I felt amazing after, like, by the end of the three days, I felt amazing. Mm. The longest I probably haven't eaten is if I had gastro. <laughs> Zanti talks. Chloe loves food, <laughs> in other words. Um, but, yeah, no, I think things like soups and broths, I think if you gave your body a break from having to digest complex foods all the time and did, like, a three-day cleanse of, like, vegetable juices, bone broth, soups like things that are really easily digested but packed with nutrients and sure don't know about any longer than that though Mm. yeah all right matcha over coffee i love matcha but i also love coffee and i think you know when you look at the origins of matcha and the benefit that it has in terms of an antioxidants and that then i really like it um, but coffee is an antioxidant too. I will always for the rest of my life pick coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I I love coffee. I do love matcha though too, and I love the antioxidant components, like way more antioxidants than green tea, and I already love green tea. Matcha has a com- an antioxidant compound which is really, really potent. We use it for people with acne. Um, it's it's really great for any sort of inflammatory condition, and also I don't mind the taste, and you can use it in mm. like bliss balls. And Do you cook with it, Claire? I cook with it. I love it, but not many people like the taste. Yeah, it is a bit bitter. You've got to use 80-degree water. <laughs> oh, Do you prefer right. it over cacao? No. Chocolate through and through. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Chocolate and coffee for the win. Green stuff comes second. <laughs> um, all right, glucose tracking. Oh, that's an interesting one. It's really gained popularity recently, and I think people – who don't have diabetes, they'll look at it and they'll be, you know, like excited at the fact that they've found Mm. these different spikes. But we actually can know that Mm. without glucose tracking. We know that, you know, certain foods can increase your blood sugars and that's a normal sort of component of eating. I think, you know, it's maybe just a newer health trend and as long as it's sort of not taking away any sort of devices or resources away from people with diabetes, I think you know, it's okay. It's not going to hurt anyone. I think it's quite interesting, particularly with low blood sugar, because often you don't know if your symptoms are low blood sugar symptoms or if they're symptoms of something else. Like for example, when I get low blood sugar, I get anxious. Like Mm, I get heart palpitations. I just feel a bit nauseous. Like I feel lightheaded. Like I feel symptoms of anxiety of how I, how I experience anxiety. And so, you know, for the standard person, they might think, oh, I'm just anxious. When in fact, you know, 
hungry. Yeah, they're not hungry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that would be a good point if they're noticing that they're trending low blood sugar mm-hmm. because when you think glucose is the body's main source of energy and you have low levels of that, it's like a car running on minimal fuel. Mm. I've got a lot of mechanical analogies. And then you put it in drive and then you put it into second <laughs> and you, what's the main street of Harvey Bengals? Boat Harbour Drive. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what's next? Next one, essential oils. Oh, we we not once said myth or we were meant to like oh, use our buzzer. Um, yeah, well, it's hard because I feel like I have something on either side to say about all of these. It's like, yeah, maybe, but consider this. Same like, with essential oils. I'm not going to like sign up to a, you know, multi-level marketing scheme and buy some like essential oils, but I'll use them for cleaning and burning. Mm-hmm. Cleaning, burning, not, not ingesting. ingesting. Yeah. Yeah, can affect your microbiome. It's just really potent. Way too volatile. That's a lot. That's a, a very strong ingredient for the liver. Mm. Mm. Okay, um, colonics. Colonics. I have a funny story. Have you ever had a colonic? No. Claire, have you? No, never. Is this is this going to be about it? <laughs> I want to know. I love how you're like your body. I'm excited. Your body language is so excited. Is this about your colon? Colin. Well, no, it's not about my colon. <laughs> He's at home. No, I, I had a colonic once, once at uni because a girlfriend of mine was going to get one. She was like, come. I was like, okay. And anyway. Friends who get colonics together. Yeah, Hi, Katie. We're still really good friends. Um. Anyway, it was a really interesting experience because I had a real emotional experience afterwards that I was not expecting. And I feel like I'm not a big crier. So I, would you say I'm a crier? No. No. I had a colonic. It was all fine. It was a bit weird. You know, the whole experience is just a bit weird. Are you in the same room? No. No. It's not like a massage. No. No, different rooms for sure. It's really weird. There's like a tube in your bum and then like you can watch from the screen and in the tube like everything coming out. I made that. Yeah. (laughs) Parts of me. Anyway, had a colonic. It was all fine. Like you know, got through it. Then I came out into the waiting room and as I was waiting for my friend to finish hers, I just burst into tears. Like I couldn't control it. Mm. And the lady that did it came over and she was like, oh, it's actually really normal to have an emotional experience, particularly after your first colonic. Do you think you've like. Wow. Yeah. And then I went home and broke up with my boyfriend. Like it was a whole thing. Wasn't even considering breaking up with him before that. Was yeah. that Colin? Was that Colin? <laughs> you broke up with Colin. Now Colin. <laughs> would you do it again I don't know yeah I'm like gates closed (laughs) you're into gravity aren't you Chloe yeah I'm a gravity girl it Mm. just it's it defies gravity and yeah I don't know I'm just like what about you Claire what if you've been eating Maccas and KFC now I haven't been doing this but someone needs a really good detox. Mm. Do you recommend? Look, I actually do like the science behind colonics. I just think for me personally. Princess Diana used to do them. Did she? Mm. Fun fact. If it's good enough for her, it's good enough for me. Absolutely. I do. And I think you're right there, Claire. Like I think if there's something big going on digestively, if there's big dysbiosis, you've been through a lot, whatever, that's really nice in conjunction with, restoring uh the microbiome yeah through food through exercise through 
managing stress or something. Does the water, like, do you know how far it goes into, is it just the colon? It's just the colon. It's not the... <laughs> not my eyes. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I feel like she would have said it during the session, um, but no, to be honest, I can't remember. Yeah. It's like you feel it. Like it's a weird feeling. No. I couldn't I'm gonna get you one for Christmas. No, please don't. Was... Team bonding. Christmas party. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas party for Hormone Health Studio. <laughs> Okay, that's enough airtime on colonics. Okay, next one. Dry brushing for skin health. Is it supported by scientific evidence? I feel like you're going to like that one. Yeah, I do like dry brushing. Do you do it? No. (laughs) I'm flat out brushing my teeth. Do you like matcha? Yes, you do it. No. Do you like dry brushing? Yes, you do it. I do drink matcha. And the trick with dry brushing is that you actually brush towards your lymphatic system Mm. rather than away from your body, right? Mm-hmm. because what you're doing is stimulating that lymph yeah. movement and yeah. then your main sort of lymphatic drainage points are sort of around your armpits. Mm. can be quite good, I think, for people who struggle a lot with swelling, inflammation. And it's just part of self-care as well. So if you're taking the time, I don't know, care, I don't like care what you do, but as long as you do okay. it. <laughs> Each their own. Yeah, like doing something that you enjoy. Yeah. Your yeah. Body. Flush yeah. Taking the time. Flush your teeth. What, what is it? Floss. Flush your teeth. <laughs> Dry brush. Make a matcha. It's all self-care. Let's do that tomorrow. Together? Love that. Saturday. Maybe not together. <laughs> Maybe not together. <laughs> One after the other. <laughs> In the shower together. I'll, dr- I'll dry brush you. <laughs> Colin can come over. Oh, Colin. Um, All right, next, oil pulling for oral health. I like oral pulling. Do you do it? No. Gosh, Chloe, what do you do? (laughs) I really like it. I have a tongue scraper. I tongue scrape morning and evening. But Show me your tongue. No. Okay, a little bit. I don't like having a coating on my tongue and tongues are quite porous. And if you have bad breath, it's usually coming from your tongue. Mm. Um, So I really enjoy tongue scraping. But for my clients who do wake up with bad breath or are prone to tonsil stones or whatever, Mm -hmm. I do get them to do oil pulling. How do you do it? You can use coconut oil, you can use sesame oil, any sort of like usually coconut or sesame, mm-hmm. and then you just pop it in your mouth and you just swish it around. If you sort of imagine like a salad dressing, the oil's going to sit on the top and it's going to protect sort of the watery fluid underneath. And that oil can sort of bring about like things stuck in your teeth or and then you spit that oil out. It's used in like Ayurvedic medicine mm. for hundreds and hundreds of years. Mm. So it can contribute to dental hygiene. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. That is so cool. Especially like coconut oil for oral thrush. Yeah, I'd use that. Yeah. yeah. All right, next one. I'm actually interested to see what you guys say about this because I know it's amazing. But turmeric and its anti-inflammatory properties, does it live up to its reputation? Absolutely. Absolutely. Not through food. Mm. Like I feel like you can't get the dose through food no like I think if you are someone with endometriosis chronic pain chronic inflammation joint pain arthritis even neuroinflammation like depression 
anxiety. You'd be using the anti the active component from turmeric, which is curcumin. Curcumin is responsible for the pigment or the color of turmeric. So it houses all those anti-inflammatory, anti-oxidizing properties. And there's really good research on it. Mm. I reckon I prescribe it like most days. Yeah. Well, we do see a lot of inflammatory conditions, but yeah, we are big fans. Love that. All right, next, plant-based diets. (laughs) It's just hard. I think, you know. Look, to give context, we see a lot of fertility, recurrent pregnancy loss, chronic fatigue, we see, I guess we see, we see all aspects of that. We see people who have previously been on, you know, plant-based diets and have come in because they've been, they've had symptoms. Like at the end of the day, our role is to support any individual, no matter what they want to choose. Um, it's just that going to be that little bit harder to get nutrients in. It can be done, right? Like can completely be done. Can be done. The reason that I made a noise to begin with was because. We often see big deficiencies in people that are following a plant-based diet if they're not getting their nutrients correctly, like vitamin B12, iron, vitamin D, zinc are the big ones. Iodine. Yeah, exactly. Because often, you know, we're not all eating seaweed, are we? Some, sometimes. Do you? Probably in sushi. (laughs) Um, But even just like I'm thinking about, you know, guidelines in terms of thinking about reduction of of miscarriage risk and it's saying um, somebody who eats adequate fruits and vegetables but also dairy and seafood. Mm. And so I think whole foods diet Mm -hmm. but, of course, would support anybody, whatever they choose. Mm. Isn't it interesting that the carnivore diet is gaining traction? Mm, it's yeah. like what do you pe- think about that also I could I couldn't do it like I just feel like too much of anything yeah can be harmful no matter what that is Completely. too much water can be harmful yeah too much red meat can be harmful yeah I think it, you know rather than having like a label have something that works for you flexitarian yeah yeah <laughs> what's next all right breath war breath work and meditation practices can they truly reduce stress and improve mental well-being? Absolutely. Yeah. On a previous um, podcast, we were talking about the fact that you introduced me to Buteco, but what mm-hmm. I teach my clients now is box breathing. Mm-hmm. And the Navy SEALs in America, they uh, whether they designed it or come up with it or they practice it a lot because they're under high-stress conditions. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that people will always have their phone in their hand. And it's like if you can practice box breathing and visualize your phone four seconds in, four seconds hold, four seconds exhale, four seconds hold, and can um, repeat that, I think that that can be really helpful to balance and, and regulate your breath. Did you ever watch, um, I think it's called Limitless by one of the Hemsworth brothers on Netflix? No. Oh, he loved that. Yeah, he did a series yeah. of like all these different things that are meant to support longevity. Anyway, he was talking about breathing in one of them and the exercise was that he had to go up to this like sky rise walking plank thing and walk out, but he was obviously anxious about that. And so his heart rate was like through the roof. And so he used his breath to bring that right back down so he could complete the task. Yeah, it's pretty powerful. Next one, and this is the last one, collagen supplementation for skin health and joint support. Or just Ooh. collagen in general. Take it away, girl. I love collagen. Mm-hmm. I love collagen. I love bovine collagen specifically. 
I like it because you gave me some to try and I couldn't believe that it's practically tasteless. Yeah, you can pop it in your coffee. I did have a bad experience. I put it with soda water. Why? Why not? And it bubbled over the top. <laughs> oh, that's a little, yeah, a little science, science experiment. experiment. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> Don't try it at home, kids, or do. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's tasteless, the one that we get, which is really nice. But, look, there's really great research looking at collagen peptides and skin, skin elasticity, support healthy ageing, reduce the effects, the negative effects of UD, uh, UV radiation, Really great for joints in general, but particularly if you're getting joint pain. Yeah, um, like skin regeneration, which mm. I think you just mentioned, but I think it's something that you can incorporate pretty seamlessly or pretty mm. easily. Um, of course, it is a supplement, uh, but yeah. Yeah, I like it. The only thing I say is that collagen can be quite high in histamine and we see a lot of histamine intolerance. So something to consider, you know, it's, like anything, you you just don't want to start it because you think it might be good for you. It's like, okay, well, let's figure out exactly what's going on in your body and what supplements and things are going to actually be beneficial for you. But, yes, one thing to note about collagen. And there's when they do research around collagen, it's a specific dose for a certain amount of time. And mm. so this is what I guess we do see in clinic is that people are taking supplements but they may not be taking it for the right amount of time or the right dose. So they are, are they actually getting the benefit or the efficacy from it? So that brings me to my last, another question is why you shouldn't self-prescribe. There's lots of supplements that you can buy. They're mm-hmm. really trending at the moment. Why is it sort of dangerous or why should we not be buying into those health trends and supplements? I would say it's almost like you think about it in terms of fashion brands. You have cheaper, easily accessible brands, clothing brands, and then you have more sort of higher end brands, um, more refined. Think about that with supplements as well. And so you just want to be making sure, do you actually need it? You know, thinking about the word supplement, it's supplementary to what you're already doing, your foundations. And also you can spend a lot of money buying certain things and not actually get a result. So actually saying, you know, are your foundations sorted and then speaking to somebody to make sure it's the right supplement for you. Yeah, because I think a lot with supplements, take a magnesium supplement, for example, and this just comes to mind because I spoke to someone today about this. They were taking a magnesium supplement. Yes, I think she needed magnesium. You know, magnesium's involved in over 300 processes in the body and she was screaming magnesium deficiency. But the form and the dose was wrong. And so she wasn't experiencing the benefit of it. So it's a waste of time, waste of money. Yeah, And then you think that it's not working when in fact you just haven't been doing it properly. Same if you are taking a prenatal and then you also take another supplement that has iodine in it. And both of them having a good dose of iodine can cause your thyroid to go out of whack, but you wouldn't think it because nowhere on either of those bottles did it say, hey, don't take this in conjunction with mm. another thing. It's called supplement stacking. And for the, you know, you might not think that it would be impacting your health, but having too much or too little of a particular nutrient can be detrimental. Like we were saying, any too much of anything is can be harmful. Mm. I feel like it's a waste of money if you just spend your money on all these things, but you don't know if you actually need to be taking them or not. Yeah, or particularly if, if you don't feel any different you know the question is well what are you trying to achieve and are we going about it the wrong way 
that's where you guys come in and people should be seeing you to find out what they need. She put her on our marketing team. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. That was interesting. It was. was really interesting. And there's like a million other, you know, wellness myth busts that we could do. But I think those are sort of like the main ones. Social media loves to gravitate to one thing and sort of glorify it. So it's good to sort of do this and say, well, is the research there? Is Mm. it actually a thing? Love it. Thanks, Claire. No worries. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, leave us a review and follow us on socials. We'd love to hear from you. 